In this episode, I'm answering Sarah's question. Sabrina, I notice when I'm in a bad mood, I want to eat more, and I emotionally eat more often. Why is this? This is such a good question, and I'm excited to jump into answering it. But first, if you have a question related to food, body, or ditching diets, you can submit your question to be answered in future episodes of the Emotional Eating Therapist show by going to the link in the show notes below. Now back to Sarah's question. Maybe you're like Sarah and are recognizing that you're more prone to an emotional eating episode or overeating when you're in a bad mood. The pleasure principle states we are programmed to want to feel pleasure and avoid pain. This is why when we're hungry, we want to eat. When we're hot, we want to turn on the air conditioner. And when we get home from a long day, we want to kick off the shoes and change into comfy clothes. Remember last episode when I mentioned food being a great coping tool because it causes a spike in dopamine in the brain? This could be one of the main reasons why you and Sarah tend to eat when feeling down or in a bad mood. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter, a messenger between neurons, and is released when your brain expects a reward. When you come to associate a certain activity with pleasure, simply anticipating it can cause dopamine to rise. Since we've been taught from day one to use food to cope, and our bodies have associated the food with pleasure, thanks to dopamine, it makes sense that as adults we reach for something to put in our mouth when we're feeling down. Over the years and years of using food to cope, we've learned that food is a quick way to feel better, at least for a short time. Each time we turn to food and feel better, we reinforce turning to food in the future, and it doesn't take long to build this habit. I don't think this is something we need to do away with completely. However, it's helpful to have other strategies to use rather than always turning to food. Let's dive a little deeper on how this habit is created and strengthened. Cognitive behavior theory states that our thoughts affect our emotions, which in turn affects our behaviors and the outcomes of those behaviors. These outcomes or results either reinforce or change our current perspective. Almost everything starts with a thought. Sometimes it might not seem like it because a lot of the thoughts we have, we aren't even aware of. When we become more aware of our thoughts, we can start to see how much is really going on inside our brain and how these thoughts spark an emotion. We can think of emotions as another physical sensation, another message from our body. And since we can observe both our thoughts and our emotions, we are neither our thoughts or our emotions. That's right, you're not your thoughts or your emotions. They're part of you, they are not you, and they don't have to define you. Thoughts are just words, words that are strung together. Our thoughts and our emotions are not good or bad, they just are. It's our perspective that makes thoughts and emotions good or bad. Let's say you grew up in a family that loved watching football. Every Sunday your family watched at least one game. It was a big family event with lots of positive memories. Your perspective would likely be that football is a great sport, that football is good. Now let's say you grew up in a family of neurosurgeons who work primarily with football players, and every night at the dinner table, mom and dad would talk about how horrible football is to the brain. You would likely have the perspective that football is bad. In these scenarios, we didn't change football. It is what it is. But to one family, it's great, and to another, it's terrible. All based on differing perspectives that were shaped by thoughts and feelings, and perpetuated by continuing to find evidence to support the perspective. How about we apply this to food in our body? Let's say I grew up in a house that valued thin bodies. I have the perspective that I am good if I have a thin body. 
and I don't have a thin body. Therefore, I'm not good. If I have the thought, I'll never have the body I want, I'm likely to notice discomfort in my body. Maybe a heavy feeling, tightness in my chest and shoulders, and I may feel discouraged. This discouraged feeling is uncomfortable, but I know how to deal with uncomfortable feelings. I reach for something to eat, because in the past, when I'd eaten, I felt better. And I do feel better after eating the cookie, except that feeling better only lasts a little while, and then I start to feel bad again, and I beat myself up for eating the cookie. Because we know, cookies cause us to have bigger bodies. Now I'm feeling bad again, and the cycle begins to repeat. Each time the cycle repeats itself, I'm reinforcing the perspective that I am wrong in some way because of my body, and I'm reinforcing the behavior of eating to lessen the uncomfortable feelings I experience. It's kind of a sick cycle when we get stuck in it. Putting this into the CBT self-coaching model I teach in Ditch the Diet, we can see how the thought, I'll never have the body I want, is directly tied to beating myself up and feeling bad, repeating the cycle of eating to cope, but not actually feeling better long-term. Let's try with another thought. I don't want to do anything. I might notice some restlessness in my body and the emotion of boredom. Next thing I know, I'm opening the pantry or fridge looking for something to eat, eating, and feeling less restless and bored. The result is reinforcing reaching for something to eat when I'm bored because it gives me something to do and alleviates the bored feeling. One more example. Remember episode two where I mentioned ordering a stuffed crust pizza every Wednesday while my husband was out playing pool? I was feeling lonely, sometimes bored, and looking for a way to manage my midweek stress. After the first couple times of ordering the pizza and feeling better in the moment, the habit began to form, and the more I engaged in that activity, the harder it was to stop, even though it was also creating more negative thoughts and feelings. Practicing this model, we'll continue to see connections between our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, both eating and otherwise. When we see how our thoughts influence our emotions and behaviors, we can start to change those thoughts to get different outcomes. The trick with this is slowing down the experience enough to begin to identify those thoughts, physical feelings, emotions, and the behaviors that follow. Like most things, it takes a little practice to get this format down but once you have it, you can apply it to anything. I'm going to share two more thoughts to help you get the idea. Thought one, when seeing family after time apart, I wonder if they'll comment on my body. I notice my body feeling tight, cold, a little clammy. I identify the emotion as apprehension. I then remember comments they've made on others' bodies. I remember comments they've made about their own bodies. And to prepare for interactions with them, I create phrases I can say if they make comments again. The result of this thought, feeling, and behavior is feeling insecure before seeing family, which translates to me being uneasy and aloof for the first 30 minutes when we do get together, which then tends to have them wondering what in the world is going on with me. Thought number two. Comments from family have always been positive. You look so happy and healthy. When I think this, I notice my body relaxing, and I identify the emotion as settled. I remind myself they've never said anything directly to me, and I remind myself that they love me and want what's best for me, which leads to relaxing after a time with family, and sometimes attempts to steer the conversation away from diet talk. 
I hope these examples have helped you see how your thoughts and emotions may lead you to turn to food to deal with uncomfortable feelings and how this then creates a pattern of turning to food in the future. So let's recap. Our thoughts affect our emotions, which in turn affects our actions. Our thoughts and emotions are not us. We are not them. We experience our thoughts and emotions. Our thoughts and actions either perpetuate or change our perspectives. Thoughts are just words, and words can be changed. So if we don't like the result of a thought, we can change the outcome by changing the thought. If you'd like more practice with this self-coaching model, are looking to stop the yo-yo dieting, get off the diet roller coaster, and finally feel like you have your shit together, I'm happy to share Ditch the Diet, a five-month comprehensive program to help you live healthily ever after. The next cohort begins August 2nd, and applications are currently open. If you want more information, check out the links below for the information sheet. And if you're ready to join me and the other gals and ditch the diet, you can fill out the application via the link in the show notes.